In 2021, a new federal holiday was established, Juneteenth, that most people hadn't heard of even a few years before that. Was that a good idea? Welcome to The Conquering Truth. I'm Dan Horn. I'm Jonathan Seitz. I'm Charles Churchill. And I'm Joshua Horn. In 2021, one of the first pieces of legislation that President Biden passed was to establish a new federal holiday. And that federal holiday was Juneteenth, which comes from when the Emancipation Proclamation was enforced in Texas. There was a Basically, when the Union troops came into Galveston, that the, there was a proclamation put up on June 19th, 1865, that said, you know, all slaves are now free, that they are basically paid laborers of, of their former masters. And it kind of spread from there. It was in Texas, and it kind of spread from there to some other states. But then all of a sudden, a few years ago, there became a big push to, to make it a federal holiday. So that President Trump at the time was pushing for it in his platform, as was President Biden, or the soon-to-be President Biden. So was this a good idea to add another federal holiday? I mean, it's something with a lot of the holidays, it's easy to, to just not even think about why we have a particular holiday. You know, memori- we just passed Memorial Day. You know, most of us probably don't spend that much time thinking about what Memorial Day is actually, what the purpose of it is, why it was established. I mean, we might know, but we don't spend that much time thinking about it. But then when we have here where we're getting a new holiday put in, you know, now it's an opportunity to think about we're reminded that these things are put in for a reason and it's not random and people are, are pushing certain things when they get holidays added to the calendar. And so, I mean, I think when we look at Juneteenth, a big part of the push was because of what happened to George Floyd and the, the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. And so it was it was to try to to appeal to appease i'm not sure what the right word is basically the black constituents so that as as president biden and president trump were were fighting over those those voters it was it was about pandering to them and it's something where you know i think probably a lot of the listeners were one day you know noticed all these headlines talking about juneteenth like well what happened how did i miss this major thing that should be a national holiday i've never even heard of it and i think that's true for probably most people in the country is it's, it wasn't a very popular thing beforehand. You know, I was even looking back at, you know, some of the, you know, on, on Wikipedia, they have, you know, the national holidays, and then here's the holidays that people are pushing to be national holidays. And I, in 2019, Juneteenth wasn't even on the list. It was, you know, there were, there were people pushing for it, but wasn't enough that it was on the list of here's holidays people are pushing for. And then suddenly, you know, 2020 as well, how can Trump schedule a rally on Juneteenth? How could he, how could he do such a thing? And then you know all the major companies are saying we're going to give our employees Juneteenth off, and it's not a and it's very connected with this you know wave of protests and riots and things that are going on to say you know we need to we need to do something to show that we care. Yeah, and that that we need to do something. I mean, when you, whenever you have violent outbursts like that and and then when you have a collection of violence there's always the the emphasis that something has to be done and you don't necessarily know what to do you don't you don't know what the right thing is to do and everybody's sort of waiting for the trial of the police officers that were involved with george floyd because that's really where they're going to get their catharsis but in the meantime well we can do this other thing we can we can have a celebration of of the black experience 
I mean, when you talk about political pandering, I mean, we'll talk about it in more detail later on in the episode. But I mean, that is not that is not something that's unique to Juneteenth when it comes to federal holidays. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's a I mean, all federal holidays don't fall into that category, but a lot of them do. I mean, a lot of them. There's a point of it where someone's trying to score political points with a group. Someone's trying to either there's unrest or there's pride somewhere that you can leverage. I mean, it is it is not uncommon to say we're going to celebrate this, and that is a way of buying votes. It's a way of of satisfying the constituents. I mean, one of the first episodes that we recorded uh, that I think we just have the audio posted on the website was it, it is it matters what you celebrate, and we kind of talk about the fact that. The days that you celebrate, the days that you set aside, that the word holiday comes from holy day. And there's really been now it, Now, what's holy is, you know, the voice of the people is the voice of God. You know, I mean, is that what people really want to celebrate is all that matters. And, and it's something that, I mean, like you were saying, I mean, it's something that really every holiday kind of is, is the same thing. And there's holidays that, you know, we're not going to take any issue with, like Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving, we associate that with the pilgrims. But that's like a post-Civil War thing. There were a lot of years where there was no Thanksgiving celebration. And if there was one, it wasn't a pilgrim day. So, and the, not that it's wrong to remember the pilgrims on Thanksgiving. But, but the point is that the fact that it, you know, sprang up and it wasn't a nationwide thing since 1865 doesn't inherently mean that it's not, not good. And you're saying specifically, just to clarify, the reason we don't have an issue with Thanksgiving is because it's actually intended to be a day of national thanks. It's, we don't like it because of the pilgrims. It's not just the pilgrims that, you know, it's not, it's not like we think, well, a holiday celebrating the pilgrims, that's worth doing. It's cool. Yes, yes. And the, and, the, and the point is that you can have a good holiday and it doesn't need to have a long, you know, uh, long history. Right. You can at one point decide we want to start remembering this as a country right. and, start, and start remembering it. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be – it can't – every holiday is new at one point. Right. It seems to me, though, that there has been a shift because if you look at the the original – I mean the older federal holidays, right? You have Thanksgiving. You have Memorial Day. Memorial Day was really about unifying the North and the South because you had Decoration Day and Memorial Day. And, and these things were already going on and they were trying – and there was this sense of unity. And then you go later and you get Labor Day. Well, Labor Day is not about unity. Labor Day is actually about division. And you get, I mean, you, Washington's birthday, that was about unity. You know, Christmas, about unity. Thanksgiving, about unity. Memorial Day, about unity. And then you get Labor Day. Labor Day is about division. You get Martin Luther King Day. That, in a lot of ways, is about division. You get Juneteenth. It's about division. And so it seems to me that there has been a, a mindset change with, with the holidays so, that has gone on as you go further. So how is it about division? Because I think I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that. Juneteenth, I'm saying Juneteenth. I, I would just argue that it's about division in the sense that it's, it's pandering to a subset of people. It's not that most people didn't go, oh, I want to celebrate Juneteenth. It's that all of a sudden – we should pay so that people get off on Juneteenth, even though we didn't think it was significant. And so that's what I mean by the division, is that, that there's a lot of people that aren't going, oh, Juneteenth is a really significant day because this general posted a, a proclamation in Galveston. And it was a pretty arbitrary day that they chose to be Juneteenth. I mean, you know, there's, there's reasons for it, right? Texas is kind of the last state that the Emancipation Proclamation was started to be enforced in. But still, 
there was even a, if you wanted to have a second Independence Day, and the actual official name of Juneteenth is Juneteenth National Independence Day. It seems to me even that is divisive in certain ways. Right, which, I mean, I think, so the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect on January 1st. But there's some Of obvious, 63. Right, right. But, but I'm saying if you're going to pick a day, that's not a great day to pick because it's, it's kind of already another holiday. Granted, and so I'm, I'm saying that there are arguments for it, but my point more about the division is I think a lot of people in the country were not saying we should have a day to celebrate the ending of slavery. And so it was to pander to a subset of the people. And, and Memorial Day, I think everybody was affected. The North and the South were affected by the number of deaths in the Civil War, which is where Memorial Day comes from. And so it does seem to be it was about unifying, and it was about saying whoever lost people, they all lost people, as opposed to this seems to be saying we want to spend money to get a certain subset of people to be to be pandered to. I'm not sure what other word to use, just like Labor Day. I mean, when you even said the fact that when you go back to 2019, it wasn't even on the list of holidays to be celebrated, the fact that it was largely a reaction to a incident that was that was painted as a racial incident, which wasn't particularly even in the, I mean, in the trial, it wasn't a race. I mean, most of the actual evidence and the actual argumentation over it had almost nothing to do with racism in the actual trial. So, I mean, it was, it was something that was done politically and the issue is, is it wouldn't matter if it was we need to do this because of white people, we need to do this right. because of Hispanics, we need to do this because of anything. When you look at the way it got pushed through and what it was pushed through for, is it a is it a national holiday that the nation was clamoring to celebrate? It definitely didn't seem that way. But uh, on the other hand, how many things were both the presidential candidates agreeing on? <laughs> it was the one area of unity we had. Yeah, I mean, in some but, ways, but, yes. but that's that's kind of the issue is is the areas where we had unity is where you could actually do this political wedge issue. And if you say you don't support it, what are you going to – I mean, why do you not support – you know I mean? It's one of those things that could just cause people to, to try to get people to shut up on and that it's one of those things if you actually stood up and say you don't think you should make this a national holiday, you're going to look like a, you're gonna look like a jerk. Yeah, because I mean, I mean one thing about it is – you know, if you have like your hardcore, you know, black power or, you know, civil, modern civil rights activists saying we're going to put in Juneteenth, they're going to be like, come on, we have these things we want, defund the police, et cetera, et cetera. You giving us a holiday, not, 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 not satisfactory. Right. I mean, they might have. Not might, sufficient. Yeah. And th- yeah. That's not, you know, the fact that Trump, they're, they're not going to be pro-Trump because he wants to give them Juneteenth. But it does fit within very much the spirit of the age because while this is happening, the the other things that are happening is there are all sorts of racial clashes that are happening, like Charlottesville is happening at this time. And at the same time, you have the removal of Confederate statues throughout the South and pretty much every military installation, entity whatsoever – that has some kind of connection to the Confederacy is being renamed. So this is like, you know, what, you, what you'd never see in a culture is that you just remove a whole bunch of symbols without replacing them. And it's very much a case of, hey, we're going to remove a bunch of symbols, and now here's new symbols for you. And that's, that's part of what's going on with this. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. 
It just, yeah, I mean, and, and to some extent, some of the, a lot of those symbols were already there. They're just saying that instead of using the symbols that we already have, we specifically need another national holiday talking about the civil rights movement, because obviously Martin Luther King Day, I mean, that's about the civil rights movement as well. So that we basically, in our you know federal holidays, I think there's 11 of them, two of them are about, you know, about the the civil rights movement. I mean, I think, you know, I wasn't consulted on this, but we didn't. <laughs> by neither Trump nor Biden? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't consulted on this, but we did an episode on Martin Luther King. And if they were saying, let's change Martin Luther King Day to Juneteenth, I think that would be a positive development. I would agree. So, unfortunately, though, they forgot we were out of the loop. <laughs> and and there's no way they would take away Martin Luther King Day because, again, that was to pander to a certain group of people. There were a certain group of people that were very much clamoring for a Martin Luther King Day to talk about the civil rights movement. And, and part of the concern about Juneteenth is the point of Juneteenth isn't that hundreds of thousands of men died, white men died, so that slavery would be ended. It was about, look how terrible it was that you had slavery. Because that's what the whole George Floyd movement was about. So it wasn't, it was also, it's more associated with, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion than it is about, you know, celebrating things that have happened in this country. Because you could take the same day and make it more celebratory, but they don't do that. Their point really is, look at how terrible it was. This is why you need to have reparations. And so that's another way that it divides, because you could even take the same holiday and make it less divisive. Though, though the fact that they picked that particular day um, would also be, and, and the emphasis they put on it, would be unsatisfactory to certain people as well, because it's a day that the Union troops come into an area and say, you're, fl- you're free. The hardcore anti-racist you know, people on the history side would be like, well, it, we can't talk about the Union soldiers freeing people, people freed themselves. So the fact that you would pick a day where it was the government saying you're free would be insulting because you're saying that they had no part in their own freedom and they were just sitting around waiting for the Union troops to come in. Now, the fact that, I mean, the <laughs> they union, were pretty much <laughs> sitting around waiting for the Union troops I mean, to come in. There were people who escaped. But yeah, the fact that that is kind of what happened is. But I think there you're talking about a pretty small percentage. And obviously, it's a political game, which means you're playing with percentages. You're playing with what percentage do you think will be happy that this was established. And while the anti-racist might be against it, that's a really small number of people. I mean, and, and that's I think what you said there is really important because there's a part of it where if somebody says, I want to make a national holiday, there's a certain set of people that goes, woohoo, I don't care what it's for. I get a day off. You know, I mean, they might go, I want it to be in a certain spot in the year. So I get my days off spread out better. Right. And then I mean, and then the the other part is, is people don't actually think through the real arguments, because like we were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and you're talking about Juneteenth, people go, well, there aren't any black holidays. Well, there aren't any actual white holidays. And I'm not and I don't think there should be. I mean, I'm perfectly willing to give up president. I mean, get rid. I'd be fine with getting rid of all the national holidays. I'd be fine with getting rid of every single one of them. You know, I mean, I'm not sitting here going, you have to have, you know, you know, I mean, and but nobody actually wants to sit down and think about it. They'll go, well, the other ones have, you know, they were for white people. No, they were for black people too. Right, they and were that's for Hispanic. Right, is that's that's racist. That's the racist position. But there really was a position where the reason that there was a national holiday for like July Fourth was it was intended to promote unity and make us one nation. Right. 
And I'm not sure that Juneteenth does that. And I think that's true for Thanksgiving Day as well. The intention of it was to make us one nation. And look, everybody was out shopping the next day. Obviously, it succeeded. But it all depends on who's framing it and how they're talking about it. Because the way that most people talk about it is basically American history has two parts. One is, um, you know, you have the country declaring independence from Britain, and but you have the big, you know, original sin of slavery in the country. And then you get to the Civil War, and then you kind of get that purged away, and so it's, the nation is reborn. So the fact that you have, you know, two independence days... Yeah, and this is like this is conservative people. This is you know this is everyone except extremes on both sides. That's kind of how it goes. You have era one and era two, and an Independence Day for both. So so it's not necessarily there's a lot of people that'd be on board with that. And I guess I just don't hear it sold that way. Oh, I mean, it, it was absolutely sold that way when I mean, and you use the term independence, but it's really meaning that that the. In July 4th, there was independence for from Britain so that the people were no longer under British law and they were self-determining. And then under under the second one, they the blacks also became free, right, which it really isn't even independence. So it's very confused, the language. Well, I mean, they, they, they have the uh, – I mean, there's a declaration. Well, I've, I just blanked on the Declaration of Independence says. The, all, all men are created uh, equal. Right. And they're saying, well, now that that's actually true now that we're after after the Civil War. Right. But it's who are they independent from? The slave masters, I guess. <laughs> which which isn't a national declaration. Wait, what? I mean, it's not that it's not that the because it's called Juneteenth, the National Independence Day or National Independence Day. Well, there was no nation that became independent on that day. But the answer is right. that people thought that strictly and logically about the holidays that they were going to celebrate. We'd have a lot less holidays. <laughs> Which maybe we should encourage that. <laughs> I think we are trying to. And I mean, and, and, that's, and that's really one of the – I mean, that's, that's worth calling attention to in a sense. Is the point of this is to go. We should think about things. The point of this is not four white guys don't like the fact <laughs> that there's a holiday about emancipation. <laughs> the point of this is it's the first – it's the most recent – national holiday we've declared in a, in, a, in a good while and there's a part of it where we should go why are we doing this and is this i mean because in one way the only way i would argue that we are that this was an attempt at unification is in some ways our nation is like that marriage that's at the point where the only way you have unity is tat for tit and tit for tat you know what i mean it's this is i mean and, and there are obviously forces that are trying to pull it apart you know like the i mean i don't want to take the analogy too far but i mean in the end that's sort of what's going on is you have this, so you have to give me this. And you have this, and you got to do and I get to do this. And because we're already so fractious, the only way we really see left to do it is to make sure that the other side gets exactly what one side thinks they have, which is horrible and actually has nothing to do with real unity. It's just – And I don't even think that it's that much of what's happening. I mean I understand what you're saying, but I would also argue that everything you see is completely one-sided. It's all shifting, which from is one usually to another. true in those situations as well. Sometimes, like if you have the, you know, left and right, right in the country, I think, I mean, I, I think the right wouldn't have much of a problem with Juneteenth, and they would say, "Yeah, we can unify around this. Isn't it great? We got rid of slavery." And then the left is like, "Well, actually, you haven't gotten rid of slavery. You're just as racist as you were in 1860." And that's yes. the point. The so, point of Juneteenth. In my understanding, 
the point of Juneteenth was more to raise the issue that, hey, you still have the national sin of slavery that you have to pay for. But it but all depends on who's selling it. I mean, maybe that's why the Biden administration did it. But I don't think Trump was doing it to say all we Republicans were actually racist. Well, no, he would say the Democrats were racist because the Democrats were the ones that yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone knows that, I mean, that's. And in 64, the sides all of a sudden switch, which is obviously very, I mean, very a, odd. Yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah. But when I was hearing it sold, I don't remember hearing anybody sell, sell it that way. Now, maybe it very well could have been sold that way, but that's not how I was hearing it. How I was hearing it was much more, this is the national sin and that we need to remember it. Sure, and remember how we got rid of it. No, remember it because because the whole point is the discussion was in the context of things like reparations and things like like, you know, systemic racism and all these other things. It wasn't about how we've gotten rid of it. It's about how we haven't solved the problem is what it's a day to remember that we haven't solved the problem. Right. But it, but it was passed like unanimously, I think. And half of those people who voted for it are not in favor of reparations, if not more. How did you hear it? So I mean, so my hearing of it was just that the proclamation that Biden published on it, which is an interesting read. You know, it's a page long. Go read it um, in 2021. And he he re-upped in 2022 declaring it national holiday. They're worth a read because, hey, he is the president of the country and he's doing things that his office allows him to do to make these declarations. But he... Joshua's laughing at me on that. It sounds like his, his, his secretary is like, yes, you may do that. <laughs> it's just the conspiracy that Biden is really in charge. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> That's not, not what, what I meant. meant. <laughs> By the authority vested in me, he By does the these things. But, it, you know, in that proclamation, he does use the language we've been throwing around about talking about slavery as America's original sin is the term that he uses. And then he hits all the talking points along the way about how, you know, we still have these issues. We still have systemic racism that that this is supposed to raise awareness of in order for us to, you know, look back on that dark night and look forward to the new morning. And that those that kind of very religious language to talk about this. And that's that's probably pretty important. Earlier you were talking about how. A lot of people, I don't really care what we're celebrating as long as I get the day off of work. That's kind of what we think holiday is. For us, the word holiday just means vacation. It means I don't have to work. I can barbecue. Long weekend. Right. Vacation not from your home, but vacation from your office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vacation. You're not there. You're vacated from it. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of what we think it is. And, and yet the way that this was pitched at that level, I mean at the, at the government's level – even if the practical effect is just, hey, people get a day off of work, it was pitched as a religious event. And this is something that's part of a religious experience and using religious terms about it. And it's very much a, a holy day in that sense of the word, in the, the biblical sense of, of what a holiday was. And because you are... With all those holidays, in the end, you're speaking to a subset of people like Labor Day. I'm not saying like Thanksgiving because that's broader. But you're talking about how wonderful labor is because nobody else cares. All they care about is the fact that they don't have to go to work. But the people in the labor movement, they care. So they want to read it. They want to go, oh, look, look at how important we are and that the country can't be built without labor and blah, 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 blah. And so, I mean, you get this. And it's just a very dangerous precedent 
because you get this increasing number of national holidays. And you say it hadn't been a while. Martin Luther King Day wasn't that long ago that it was right. added. I mean, we add, we're adding for, them for faster and faster. Forty years is a long time, <laughs> right? But when you think about how many we have, oh come on, let that one soak in. <laughs> <laughs> so when we consider about how few national holidays we have, I mean, I am concerned at the rate that we're adding them because I expect it will continue to go. As soon as you make national holidays about pandering to a group of people. There's always groups of people to pander to, and you're just going to be faster and faster that you add them. And they're very expensive, and they have a real impact on the society. And they have an impact that instead of like July 4th, whose intention was to unify, Thanksgiving, whose intention was to unify, all of a sudden we have this thing where you have a group of people that are paying attention to what the day is about, And nobody else cares. They just go, I have a day off work. Well, that doesn't create unity in the country. And it does cost money. And what we're producing is something other than unity. I mean, you talked about the cost. I mean, right. I mean, I think the, I mean, the numbers that we have that we're using is a projected $818 million just for the federal government for their, for their costs for giving federal employees the day off. And my guess is, is that's a low number. I mean, my, you know, with the rate of inflation we've had, with everything we've had going on, well, my guess is for this year. no. But my guess is, is inflation is still being worked through. I mean, my guess is that with what they're doing and the number of people they're adding and stuff, we're going to cross a billion on that in very, very short order. I mean, it's just you know that number is going up fast, and so and we, that doesn't include postal workers or military. Which is a huge chunk of employees. A huge chunk. I did not. So that is just the so federal it's, it's already employees well over that are. A billion. Yeah. And so, like I said, and then you've got states and all these. Other, I mean, so I mean, and, you know, the old saying: a billion dollars here, a billion dollars there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money. And I mean, but that's literally the state we've got. And as people go, oh, a billion dollars, that's not too bad. I mean, and yeah, that's the problem, right? They should have just taken one of their vacation days since we're going to add Juneteenth. <laughs> I mean, the federal government loves loves to spend money on things like this because in the end that when you when you do a federal holiday you don't think of it as a expansion of federal government because in the end if you give everybody a day off you have to hire more people to do the work that they're not doing on that day and how many days the federal government already get off the federal employees already get off right now i mean it's what well for paid holidays i happen to have a slide here (laughs) For for paid holidays it's 11 used to be 10 until they added juneteenth for sick leave, they have 13. They can accrue as much of that as they want. So they can basically retire you know, more than a year early if they just accrue all that instead of actually having taking sick days. They Then after 15 years, they get 26 days of vacation. So the total number of days is 50 days, so about a fifth of the days. They don't work. Plus Cause Saturdays. Cause you're saying well, I'm saying a fifth of the business days, Monday through Friday. Right. So of the 250 days a year, the work days. Right. They get 260 50. they get 50 off and so when you think about that that means that for every because of the number of days they get off for every four people they hire they have to hire an extra person to cover it and so it expands the government every time they do this because there is still an amount of work and now they could increase their efficiency which is in the private sector frequently that's what happens that somebody that they give them a day off and everybody just goes well we just we'll get the same work done in shorter period. But that's not really what usually happens with the federal government. There's not much incentive in the federal government to do things quickly. So we should recognize that when you add a federal holiday, you are expanding the federal government. 
And the federal government's big. Right. And it's getting bigger. And so when you say the Democrats and the Republicans both want to do it, the answer is yeah. Because they both like a bigger government because a bigger government is more power because the number of people that you have employed by the government, it is about power and it is a reflection of their power. And so they like to increase it. So it's a very dangerous thing that we've opened our pocketbook based on you know the federal pocketbook where we've opened it up and said we're going to spend money pandering to groups for political purposes because it has real costs and real ongoing costs, huge ongoing costs. And there's no reason to think it will stop. We shouldn't forget how gratifying it is just fundamentally for the government to be the person who gives people days to celebrate and enjoy. I mean, if you've ever held an event and no one came, you know what I mean? Or to get people to come to the event, you had to give them something. I mean, in the end, the federal government is basically going, we're going to spend your money to give people the day off. We're going to charge you this. We're going to increase our size. We're going to tell you what we've done, and we're going to sit here and ba- – I mean, I mean, it's, it's inc- I mean, it is – this is the, them basking in the worship of their people and, and treating the people as subjects. I mean, it re- and, and so there is a part of it where we really are being – you really are being bought. You're being bought with your own – with your children's money. Right, because we don't have any money. Right. And, I mean, I mean, just you really have to put these things in perspective. But this is why I'm saying when you, you look and you go, you don't like Juneteenth, I don't like any federal holidays. Yeah. I want mail on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stop this campaign until my mail comes on Christmas Day. Exactly. I don't want post. I don't want mail. <laughs> you know, we talked about the federal cost. But by the nature of Juneteenth, because when the federal government declared Veterans Day as the day that they got off, when they declared Election Day as the day that people got off, nobody else followed, right? There's very few companies. Some state governments followed. But there's very, very few companies that followed and said, we're going to give Election Day off. We're going to give Veterans Day off. But because of the nature of the circumstances that caused Juneteenth to be, and Martin Luther King Day, the same thing. There's a whole bunch of companies that followed. So when we look at it and say it cost a billion dollars, that's only a fraction of what it cost because it also cost private industry because private industry said it will cost us more not to do this because it is a big risk to say we're not going to give this holiday that's pandering to, to blacks off because then we'll be attacked. We'll be attacked in the media. Black Lives Matter will come after us because that's what's inspiring it to happen at this point in time. And so all of a sudden it has a much bigger reach than just the federal government. And the cost is much higher than just the federal government. And I think most states pass laws saying it, but I think, I think you were telling me, Joshua, that most have not funded it yet. I think every state recognizes it, but recognizing it can just mean, hey, it's a holiday. But the, the big marker is when they actually the state gives the state employees uh, day off, and I and I think uh, I think it was like twenty some states. As of last now. year, I think on June on June eighteenth or nineteenth, twenty I think twenty four states had funded it. And before twenty twenty, it was one. I think Texas. Did. Yeah, Texas did starting in nineteen eighty. And so, I mean, it's a it's a big shift, and so that that federal budget is just one small part of what the the economy actually pays to do this, and that's why I say it's about division because. They're they're afraid to do it because a group of people will negatively respond to it, a relatively small group of people in the country. Not that everybody is going, we need to celebrate Juneteenth, but they're afraid because – and so there's there's this element of uh, 
what's the right word? There's this element of market persecution if you don't follow along with it. And, and that's a real cost. And that's, that should be pretty disturbing that we're willing to manipulate at the federal level that has all this ripple effect down. That, that's, that's very significant. I mean, it was the companies that were doing it before the government. But it was, you know, Google, Starbucks, like people like that that were pretty, I mean, would be seen, I think, as pretty liberal companies. It kind of brings to mind what was going on at a much bigger, much, much more inflated level during the Middle Ages with the Catholic Church and their feast days, which right. functionally are the same thing. I mean, they're, they're holidays where you'd have a day that was a feast for a certain saint. And and with that, not only were you, quote unquote, celebrating that saint, but you were also prevented from doing economic activity. And and they had a whole lot more right. formal feast days than you know, our paltry 11 that we're talking about here. Um, and something like 120 or something. I forget what the number was, but it was unbelievable. So, you know, when when that happens, I mean, when you get that many of them that big, there were real economic effects and people were starving and it really hurt people when you cannot harvest your crops or you can't sell your goods on certain days like that. Um, you know, and and it's not to say that God doesn't have also his own holidays that are official formal holidays where god restricts economic activity and you know but here's the government coming in and saying hey we have some more for you right. Right. And, we, and we've talked about before you know that it that it's appropriate for you know authorities at, at points to say we need a day of prayer we need a day of thanksgiving um but that doesn't mean that we should have a dozen of them every year on a schedule not necessarily the same thing. And it does seem to me that it's somewhat different. I mean, that that when you look at the what the government should do, right, Romans 13, the primary role of the government is to be the avenger of God's wrath. So there is a sense of a day of humiliation and prayer, a day of thanksgiving. These are things that it makes sense that someone who is to be the avenger of the wrath of God would be calling the nation to. That seems like a good thing. Things especially that are related to the fear of God. Right? A day of fasting and prayer. That's a a very reasonable thing for the civil magistrate, the avenger of God's wrath, to call. When you start to celebrate all these other things, it starts to be very different than what the government is supposed to be doing. In other words, all of a sudden it's starting to exalt. It's not exalting what God did in that time. It's exalting what men did in that time. And that's very different than what the role of government is. And that's just true for a lot of holidays that we have. I mean, that, that the focus of it is on, is on man. Like you said, not just Labor Day and not just some of the other ones. That I mean, in the end, the focus is on glorifying man and the work of man. Right, George Washington's birthday, which people falsely call President's Day because the official title is George Washington's birthday still. But yet that was about exalting what Washington did. And July 4th, you could argue, was much more about exalting what God did in the history right. of establishing the country as opposed to what God did with one man where the focus was on one man. And if that was the focus of Juneteenth, you'd find me being a lot more going, you know, if, if you were, I mean, if that was the focus, if this is what was driving people to do it, if that was where the emphasis was, you'd, I'd, I'd, it'd be very easy to be on board. If, if. I mean, there is a sense in which, I mean, we've, the way we've talked about Juneteenth, they are calling for a day of humiliation and prayer. 
At least a day of humiliation. Right. I mean, not prayer. It's and it's not and not humiliation based on fear of God. Not humiliation based on fear of God. Not repentance towards God, because this is America's original sin, for which it does not appear that there is any appeasement possible. You know, there, there's been. Well, we certainly have to sacrifice all of the founding fathers for the the original sin, but right, that and, sacrifice in the end will be insufficient, and in, and it will be insufficient, and then the next step will be reparations, and then that will be insufficient, and it's you know, like with any form of works righteousness, whatever works you do will be found to be insufficient, and there there is nothing left that you can sacrifice to. And as soon as you, I mean, you look at the things that they did to make it equal where there were unfair treatment in the workplace and things where they've worked to make that equal. So then you just, you keep shifting it, right? You make that systemic racism and you just keep constantly shifting it so that there's always work left to do. I mean, your point about this is you're talking about you have to sacrifice things. And you talked about the sacrifices in the Roman Catholic Church and things like that. And we've kind of said this throughout is that holidays are always about worship. I mean... You can't get away from that. Even no matter, no matter how agnostic or atheistic you may even claim to be, in the end, holidays are about worship of something. They're just not necessarily worship about the one true God. Yeah, they're they are always uh, a holiday is always about worship, and it's either worship of the true God or it's worship of a pretend God or it's worship of an idol. You know, just flat out that's standing in place of God. There's a way in which you could imagine that Juneteenth could have been pitched in a way that at least the grammar would have been somewhat acceptable for us, where you could have said, hey, America did have this terrible sin in the past. It's worth spending a day of humiliation, remembering these ways that we offended God. And, and you know, on top of that, you'd have to say, and ways that God has, you know, brought the nation to repentance or brought something out of that. But that's not what we're doing with it. Right, we're a lot closer to we have that day, but we're more like like Aaron with the golden calf is that you have that day where you make your sacrifices and stuff so that you can rise up and play. And that's exactly how we do holidays where we say that we're doing them to remember this. We say we're doing them for these religious things that we have so much work left to do. But we use it as an excuse to rise up and play. I mean, that's that's very much what America does with their holidays. Largely Which is why we even forget why they're what they're for, right? Which is the same way the church celebrates the Sabbath, right? I mean, it's the same. I mean, in the end, it's mm-hmm. it's just in the tradition of always taking it back and saying that the church is <laughs> the church is the one who's failed. Is the church says, you know, we'll worship God in the morning and in the afternoon we'll watch sports and and, and maybe in the evening we'll you know read the Bible again, <laughs> maybe. But there, I mean, you do have to say there is a significance in the fact that we only have eleven national holidays. I mean, even though even as we're talking about this, you compare that to what the reformers were dealing with when it was ten times as big. And I'm just thinking, in and by the time Josh was at the end of his life, if America still exists, I suspect it'll be pushing towards ten times as big. That's the direction we're going. I think we're headed exactly the same place. But the fact that we're not there yet, we are not the there fact yet. that we've got to build up. I mean, hey, that's the mercy of God. It, it is. Find hey, glimmer of hope. It could be. But if the church doesn't repent and start to take the Sabbath seriously, we should if, expect if it. If the church <laughs> doesn't repent and take the Sabbath seriously, if the church does, doesn't think about it matters what you worship, when you worship, why you worship, if the church doesn't say, why are we doing this thing now, what's the significance before God of doing this, then why do we do it? It really is worth comparing that, that Roman Catholic idea because 
it starts out as that you know there's this day that you're supposed to humiliate yourself and you're supposed to to worship all the saints that you failed to worship on all the other days that were appointed to specific ones like all saints day which is where you get to the point where they're raising money off of that and it's actually all about money and it's all about everybody coming to Wittenberg right i mean we're watching that same thing that happened in the roman catholic church that's exactly the same thing that happens with our holidays now Political is that it's yeah it's it's about labor day but it's not really about labor day it's really about the end of summer and your last fling before you have to go back to school blah 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 right and all of a sudden you have this thing that nominally it is about that is supposed to be religious in a sense, idolatrous. But in the end, it all becomes about rising up and playing, and it becomes about money, and it becomes about power, and it becomes about about how do you appease the people and how do you make the people happy. It's it's the same thing as Rome, where you have all your days where you have breads and circuses, right? So that you forget everything that else is that's going on. Yeah, maybe to approach it from another angle, as the more secular we get as a country, the more there's going to be a desire and an appetite for these kinds of holidays because God made, you know, God put eternity in man's heart, Ecclesiastes said. God made man to worship, and you're either going to worship the way God says. You're going to worship the things God says in the way that God says. You're going to, you're going to order your life according to those holidays that God sets up, or you're going to rebel against God, but you're still going to find some way to worship. And drown out, or drown out the fact that eternity is there. You know what I mean? Or, drown out or, the knowledge or, of it. Drown or, out the yeah. Or or just I mean, have a substitute or something. You're, to, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be expressing it in a completely rebellious way. No God, I'm not going to worship you. I'm going to worship this other thing over here. And, and and that's why you hear people say stupid things like the day after the Super Bowl ought to be a holiday. Because it's like, well, we know what's happening on Super Bowl night, so let's have the day after so we can all recover from our rising up and playing. And Well, when I was in, in school in Pennsylvania, the day after, you know, the first day of, of deer hunting season was always a, a state holiday. So we didn't have it where, where I grew up. It was not a holiday. It was just a day where all the profess- all the, the, the high school teachers knew that that camouflage flu was going to hit. So Yeah, it was official. Yeah, we got five days off for Thanksgiving. It was the day, it was the Monday after Thanksgiving. Is was the first day of deer hunting season, so they gave us a day off. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, and and part of it is is to recognize that when we talk about, you know, you talk about idolatry and about that these are about worship, and you know, the Bible says that money is the root of all kinds of evil, and so when we look at this too, we should recognize that we should expect it to become about money. Which we do. We see it in all these holidays. It becomes about money, right? It becomes about the sales, you know, the President's Day sale and the Labor Day sale and the Memorial Day sale. And, you know, there'll be the Juneteenth sales and the Martin Luther King Day sale. But but because that doesn't actually satisfy things in people, their desire to worship, they all end up being about money because that's that's what you end up chasing if you don't have any other religion is that you chase power and money. Because in the end, if, if you're not going to worship the creator, you're going to worship the creature. And money is it's money the best is, representation of power over the creature. Right. I mean, so when we talk about God establishing his own holidays, go back to Exodus 20. Just for example, start in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant. 
nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. So this is just an example of God establishing a holiday. And you, know, and, and you even see it in the text here. It's remember this day to keep it holy. That's where we get the term holiday from. It's a holy day. Um, and so weekly there is the Sabbath, which is intended to be holy. And there are certain things you're supposed to do, certain things you're supposed to refrain from doing on the Sabbath. And then there were other times throughout the history of the nation of Israel where they had other holidays, and they were told, hey, you're supposed to keep this day like it's a Sabbath. This day is a Sabbath to you. You keep seven days of Sabbaths for, say, Passover or you know, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread that happens right after Passover, things like that. Um, so there are other ones that were annual feasts on top of this weekly one, but it's a pretty small amount. It's less than 11. So it's like 19 days for the for the three feasts. Yeah. And then you also have the new moon, which is the other one that was established in the, the law. So that's 12, but like knock off one or two, depending on where those fall. So you end up with, you know, 30 days off. Well, but but they are working a six-day week instead of a five-day week. So we, so we start out, I mean, their baseline was 52 days off a year. We Our baseline is 104. God told them to consider the work a blessing. Right. right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's even just the attitude is the attitude that shifts. Like you said, if the goal was to rise up and play, then you're making work out to be work is the enemy of your enjoyment. And if you look at the curse, right, the curse is that you'll, you know, by the sweat of your brow, you'll labor and produce food. So when you look at that, that idea of that work has now become this thing that you're sweating over and that you don't want to do and that you want to avoid, then all of a sudden you see why there's a big push to create more and more holidays. You know, when you talk about the Sabbath day, when the government starts to, to do labor laws and stuff, I mean, they basically institute a second Sabbath because they say that the work week, you know, they establish a 40-hour work week. They talked about, you know, how you have to pay overtime and all those other things. And in doing that, they created a second Sabbath, which was this, which was Saturday. And so the government has been doing this for a long time, so much so that we even forget that they did it in the first place. So when we consider holidays, we should recognize that they are statements of what the society worships as a group, as a nation, what things we think are important, what things we should put emphasis on. So as we consider those things, we shouldn't just take them lightly, but we should actually say, what does God say about these things? Thanks for joining us. This has been The Conquering Truth, a project of Reformation Baptist Church. If you found this helpful, you can visit us online at theconqueringtruth.com and subscribe here or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for watching.